Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 9. The Bullies Come Back As soon as Sammy arrived home, he got the library book that he had just discussed with Mrs. Shu and the others. Then he found Grandmother and Grandfather. They were sitting in the living room. Sammy's grandfather was reading the newspaper, and his grandmother was mending a hole in a pair of Sammy's pants. Grandmother, grandfather, Sammy began, can I talk to you about something? Sure, Sammy, grandfather said, putting his paper down. Sammy told his grandparents his first suspicion about a secret room in Mr. Chambers' house, and then learning about the Underground Railroad. He also told them about the trip to the Smith & Bowers architectural firm, and Mr. Chambers' slip about the bathroom downstairs. Then he showed them the book he and the others had just discussed at Mrs. Shue's house and about the lesson they learned. People all through history have needed to hide to be safe because other people were mean to them for being different, Sammy said. He lowered his voice. I even did that with Mr. Chambers, Sammy said. The other kids did, too. We've always heard he was mean and scary, so we believed it, too. It sounds like Mrs. Shue helped you understand what you were doing, Grandfather said. She sure did, Sammy answered. But I'm still curious as to why a secret room would be needed in a house around here. Mrs. Shu said that lots of the Chinese in America 100 years ago were disliked and had to be careful. She thought you and Grandmother might be able to tell me something about them and if they needed to hide out. Grandmother looked up from her sewing. A wise smile passed between her and Sammy's grandfather. Then Grandfather ran his fingers through his hair and sighed. Well, Sammy, Grandfather began, I don't know a whole lot about what the Chinese were treated like 100 or more years ago, but I do know how your grandmother and I were treated when we first came to America. Grandfather paused. Sammy saw his eyes take on a far-off look, like he was trying to look back at the past. We came here in 1943. World War II was being fought, and Japan was one of the enemy countries helping Germany fight the United States. Although we weren't Japanese, Asian people do look a lot alike, so we were looked upon as the enemy, too. He looked over at Grandmother. No one would even let us rent a nice apartment, even though we could afford it. The place we finally got was in terrible condition, and it took me forever to find a job. No one would hire me, even though I was a skilled tailor. He stopped again and exchanged another smile with Grandmother. But times did get better as people put the war behind them. Today, most people treat us just like anybody else. That must have been tough, Sammy said softly. Do you think it was even worse back in the 1870s and 1880s, he asked. I know that thousands of Chinese were in the United States during that time, Grandfather answered. They were expert miners in China, so when gold was discovered in California in the 1840s and 1850s, many sailed to California to try their luck in the gold fields. But I'm not too clear on what happened to all of them after that. My American history isn't very good. Thanks anyway, Grandfather, Sammy said. Sammy went to his room to do his homework. Whispers curled up next to him on the bed. He was just finishing his math assignment when Grandmother called him to dinner. He sat down with his grandfather and grandmother and said the blessing. He thought about the secret room while he ate. May I please be excused, Sammy asked after he finished his meal and had wiped his mouth. Excused to go where, Grandmother asked. Well, the rest of the shoebox kids are meeting after dinner for a quick softball game. We haven't played since last week. Is your homework done? Grandfather asked. Yep, Sammy replied, and I don't have any tests tomorrow. Okay, Grandfather said, but make sure you start home before dusk. It gets dark earlier this time of year. 
Yes, Grandfather Sammy said. He grabbed his cap and glove and was out the door in a flash. When Sammy arrived at the lot next to Mr. Chambers' house, Maria, Chris, and Jenny were already there. Soon, Mr. Teller pulled up and Willie got out. A short time later, Dee Dee rounded the corner and ran down the street to the lot. Everyone's here, Maria said. Let's choose up sides. A few minutes later, the game was in full swing. Sammy eyed Mr. Chambers' house to see if a window was open. He sure didn't want to hit another ball into his house. Batter up, Chris said. He spit on his hands and gripped the bat tightly. Jenny fired a pitch. Chris hit a pop fly high into the air. It landed in Maria's glove, and she excitedly held up her glove with the ball in it. Chris walked away from the home plate and was replaced by Sammy. Sammy swung the bat a couple times and got ready for the pitch. Hey, looky, Doug! Look who's getting ready to hit the ball! I think he'll strike out! The Bully Brothers had returned. And looky over there, Larry said. There are the rest of the goody-goody kids. Sammy felt the anger rise in him. How can this be happening again, he wondered. Come on, he said to the others. Let's just keep playing. Jenny pitched the ball. Sammy swung and missed. One brother nudged the other. See, I told you he couldn't hit the ball, Doug said loudly. Well, maybe he didn't hear us. Maybe none of them did, Larry replied. I guess we'll just have to get closer, Doug said. Before the shoebox kids knew what was happening, the bullies had started walking toward them, and just like last week, the kids began to move away from them until they were running. They took off across the field. Maria pushed Willie's wheelchair, but it was hard to go very fast across the bumpy ground. Sammy was worried. The brothers knew about the oak roots and sidewalk now. They wouldn't be tripped up this time. Please, God, Sammy said, we need to get away from these bullies again. They continued on across the field, right toward Mr. Chambers' house. Sammy was in the lead and saw Mr. Chambers appear on the porch first. Mr. Chambers yelled something at them. Oh, no, not again, Sammy said out loud. This is just what happened last week. Nothing's changed. But then he realized Mr. Chambers was telling them to come in the house. He waved an arm to them. Maybe God is using Mr. Chambers to help us this time, Sammy thought. Come on, Sammy yelled over his shoulder to the others. Into Mr. Chambers' house. The others slowed down a little. Are you nuts, Chris asked. Stop judging by the way things look, Sammy quoted. Be fair and judge by what is really right. The kids nodded and followed Sammy up the ramp onto the porch and through the door Mr. Chambers was holding open. Then Mr. Chambers slammed the door behind them. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 9, The Secret of the Hidden Room, written by Nancy Speck, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.